Hello, and welcome to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. My name is Jonathan Rosenfeld, an attorney at Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers, LLC. This podcast is here to break down the barriers when it comes to the world of personal injury law. Each podcast will go into detail about a specific legal issue or type of personal injury case, from everyday occurrences to the esoteric. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. For more information, visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. Hello, I am Jonathan Rosenfeld, and thank you for joining me today with the Personal Injury Podcast. And I am joined today by Jerry Beckerman, a partner at Taxman, Pollock, Murray, and Beckerman in Chicago. And Jerry's got a laundry list of accomplishments in the legal world, but I think one of the things that stands out most is his really his track record of success. Uh, Jerry and his law firm have recovered over $400 million for people who have suffered injuries. And Jerry is really seasoned in what we are going to talk about today, which is third party liability in work related cases. And um, to give you an, an idea about this, um, just to give you a little bit of lay of the land, if you will, uh, if you are injured while working in Illinois or pretty much any state, you will be covered by workers' compensation. And workers' compensation, while it is great and it serves a very essential role, um, it does not necessarily cover you fully for your injuries. Um, and so today I am going to talk with Jerry about what a third party case is, um, what you know situations may give rise to a third party case, and then we're going to go through some uh, some sample third party cases, if you will. Um, and this is a, a really important topic. Uh, if you are, you know, any person who is injured while working or has a family member uh, who is injured while working, a lot of times these happen on construction sites or other situations where there may be multiple parties involved. Um, so this is really important information. But first off, I, I just want to introduce Jerry and I want to really thank him for taking the time out of his extremely busy schedule uh, to join me today. So thank you, Jerry. Of course, John, happy to help. I appreciate having me on the podcast. One of my favorite topics, third party claims and work injuries, kind of the bread and butter of our firm and um, something that a lot of people probably um, have not a lot of knowledge on uh, and miss out on opportunities for more recovery financially. Uh, so it's a really good topic. I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Well, I guess to begin with, you know, if you are injured on the job, you know, in the state of Illinois, you will, you are covered under workers' compensation. And correct. You know, we'll, we we can have a whole podcast, I, I guess, at one point about workers' compensation. But you're essentially entitled to three things with workers' comp in Illinois. You're entitled to basically your 
your temporary total disability while you're unable to work, you're entitled to your medical bills, medical expenses related to your injuries, and then you're entitled to a, a lump sum uh, payment, which is essentially a, a scheduled payment based on the, the type of injury that you sustain and the amount of money that you were making at the time that you were injured. Um, what this does not cover though, is it does not cover pain and suffering. It does not cover uh, past or future wage loss. It does not cover um, disability. It does not cover a lot of um, what, what we sort of refer to as uh, non-economic damages um, or even economic damages. Um, it's, it's, it's really basically intended to keep people um, from falling into a situation where they're destitute and uh, completely reliant on the social uh, support system of the state and the, the federal government um, if they're involved in a work injury. So while workers' comp does serve a vital role, today I'm going to talk with Jerry about uh, a situation where, you know, there may be a, a, an entity or, or a party involved um, who is responsible for your injury, who may not be or is not necessarily your direct employer. Um, so, Jerry, I, I think the best way to sort of get into this and without, you know, for those of us who haven't gone to law school, uh, is to really just give, maybe give a, a couple examples of what a a third party case may be, because I think that may be a lot more illustrative uh, than trying to explain the intricacies of, of this and the complexity of the law uh, to someone. So can you just sort of give maybe a couple uh, examples of a third party claim? Sure, sure, of course. So the work comp you described, great. I mean, that's a no fault. If you get hurt on the job in the state of Illinois, you're going to be entitled to two thirds of your weekly wages up to a certain limit medical bills to be paid and in the end there's a formula that's statutory that gives you some amount of money it's not going to be significant there's no compensation for uh, pain and suffering or non-economic damages or scarring any of these things but third party cases is when you get hurt on the job you can't sue your employer but somebody else that's also on your job site that's not your employer you don't work for them contributes to or causes exclusively your injury. So if you're a delivery driver and you pull up to a dock, a uh, loading dock, and you're unloading your freight and at the warehouse you're delivering to some guy operating a forklift, runs you over because uh, they don't know how to <laughs> operate a forklift, you can sue the warehouse for their employee's negligence in running you over with a forklift. If you're delivering uh, beer to a bar, and you have to carry the beer downstairs into the coolers and there's no handrails or the handrail broke or there's slippery stairs and nobody put out a wet floor side and you slip and you fall down all those stairs and break a bunch of bones. Yes, that happened on the job, but if it wasn't for the bar's negligence and making sure those stairs were safe, not slippery and up to code, you wouldn't have gotten hurt. You have a case against the owner of the bar, the manager, whoever. If you were um, it doesn't have to be, if you're on a construction site, um, a lot of cases like these in our office, and you fall off a scaffold while you're a mason laying brick, 
the scaffold was set up by the general contractor on the site, but it was set up poorly, scaffolding was loose, whatever, and the thing collapses, you go down, you fall, you break your wrist, you can't do masonry work for maybe forever or just for a year or two, you have a third-party claim against the general contractor, the one that's overseeing the project, the one that put up the scaffold. In those three scenarios, and there can be you know, tons of those kind of similar situations, you can sue the insurance of the property owner, the construction manager, uh, the forklift operator, the warehouse, whoever, for causing an injury to you while you're in the course of your employment. In those situations, you get pain and suffering. You get lost wages without any um, statutory factors about what you can and can't make. Your full wages can be recoverable. You get scarring if you're scarred. You get loss and enjoyment of life. If you used to be a, uh, a marathon runner because of a knee uh, injury caused by the scaffolding collapse, you can never run again. You're entitled to those non-economic damages plus your medical bills. So it really opens you up to something that's no different than the damages you'd recover in a car or a truck accident against the third party insurance company. I mean, I think one of the things that people who suffer a work-related injury may not fully grasp is that, you know, um, you are, you know, the, the, the benefits you are entitled to under World Comp are generally very limited. Um, a lot of times people are very, you know, they sort of have sticker shock when they're like, what, you know, I, I hurt my, uh, you know, I, I, my finger is, is broke, was broken in four spots. You know, I can't, I can't grasp a pen anymore. I, I can't, I can't type anymore. It, I'm, I can't sleep because of my finger, which are le very legitimate, you know, uh, um, complaints for a significant injury. But at the end of the day, they're they're very much capped out on what they can recover under work comp. And so in a situation where another entity may have caused or contributed to their injury, um, you, as their lawyer, can go after that party uh, and, and pursue them for the full amount of their damages. And as opposed to, um, you know, for example, a uh, auto case uh, where there may be limits on the amount of uh, liability coverage out there based on the policy in a third party case where you have a, a company involved. Um, you know, companies typically have much more significant assets. They have more si significant insurance coverage. You can go after that company and recover the full value of their case, correct? Correct. You have concurrent, you can have concurrent work comp and third party personal injury actions. So, and the work comp really is limited. I mean, in the work comp world, and one of my partners here has been doing it for almost 30 years, you know, the high settlements on some of these large construction cases or work injuries, you know, three, 400,000 is, is high end, five, 600 is almost unheard of. Uh, those are kind of the worst, the worst life altering career ending injuries. You're never going to be able to do your job and you're relatively young. And, um, I mean, that's as high as it gets, as opposed to some of the results we've obtained in the third party action against the forklift operators company, the warehouse owner, the bar, all the scenarios I gave. I mean, we're talking eight, nine, 10, 15 million dollars, which encompasses a lifetime of lost earnings without any caps, right? Um, a lifetime of pain and suffering without any 
caps or sealing. Um, a lifetime of future medical treatment and past medical treatment, if that's what your damages are. Um, and we had a case where a manhole wasn't covered by one of the contractors on a, a construction site. No warning was given. It was dark. It was muddy. One of our client walked and fell into the um, into the hole. Okay, it wasn't his fault. Uh, he had no way to see it. Uh, he was badly injured. Couldn't ever return and do his job again. Young guy. Uh, under the comp statutory limits, he made too much money. So he's at the higher end of what the work comp laws in the state allow for compensation for hourly wages. And uh, you know they gave him what he was statutorily entitled to, but it was. Uh, several hundred thousand dollars, not what we were able to recover, which I think was almost $8 million, when you encompass a lifetime of medical treatment, lost earnings, different jobs. I mean, if you're in the trades, you make a pretty good living encompassing your benefits, your retirement, all those things get um, put into the third-party case against an at-fault uh, business owner, an at-fault construction company, an at-fault uh, anybody. And, and the spectrum is really broad. I mean, you can have it... Uh, you could be you could have slip and fall at a um, at a warehouse while making deliveries. You know, an Amazon employee uh, could be injured uh, at a third party uh, premises while making a delivery. And there's just a lot of variance as to how you can get hurt. And so the best thing is to really explore with an attorney other avenues of recovery outside of the workers' comp spectrum. If that makes sense. It does. I mean, I think one of the a um, couple things. I think one of the interesting things about these cases is a lot of times people may not necessarily know or be aware of the fact that they may have a potential third party case. And a lot of times people are like, ah, oh, poor me, you know, it sucks, but this, it is what it is. You know, uh, you know, I was injured on the job. I guess this is what I'm entitled to. Um, and I think that's why it's really important for someone who is injured at work to really have a lawyer, um, their own personal lawyer, who's really their advocate and has really has their interest first and foremost, as opposed to sort of relying on the benefits that are fed to them by the company or the work comp insurance. Because um, there are many situations where people are injured on a job site, you know, maybe on an active construction site um, you know, they may be walking and trip and fall over a board or something. And yep. it may seem like a real basic thing. They say, oh, I slipped and fell. I, I broke my arm. Well, you know what? The board probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. And if the uh, other entities involved, aside from their employer, were doing their job, that board wouldn't be there. They wouldn't have fallen. And, you know, they wouldn't have to necessarily endure all the physical and financial hardship that they may be experiencing. So, um, I, again, I mean, this sounds a little bit self-serving, but having an attorney who's looking out for your interest um, can really help in a situation like this. You know, you I know you've done a lot of investigation in a in situations like this where you've gone out and you've hired an investigator. Um, yeah. yeah. Can you just talk a little bit about what you guys do in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. So the example you gave, we've had a case just like that, you know, a tool belt that was left by another contractor that was difficult to see because it blended in with the flooring. 
our client who worked for a different subcontractor on a big project, you know, tripped over a tool belt. Seems silly, but that resulted in, you know, two knee surgeries and fractured legs. And um, guess what? He's not going back to work. So the comp case was obvious. Yeah, I tripped at work. But when we started talking to him and asking him questions, well, what did you trip over? Wasn't your belt? You know, whose was it? Oh, interesting. Well, why are they leaving? Why is the other entities on the job site just leaving debris and junk around for you to fall on? To no fault of your own. That opened us up to let's get our investigator. Let's start pulling permits. Who else was on the job site? Because you, as the worker on a you know, on a construction setting, there might be four or five different companies on the same job site, and you may not know who's who. So what we do, firms like ours, we have professional investigators. They go, they pull permits collect statements, they go take photographs, they investigate and determine who's in charge of the worksite, who's present on the worksite, who holds responsibility for the injuries that our clients sustain. And sometimes it doesn't go anywhere and sometimes there are no other culpable parties, it's just you and your employer. But a lot of times we find that you know, there's other entities involved and there's certain duties that are owed within the construction setting specifically by general contractors to their subcontractors. But it doesn't have to be just in the construction setting. There's somebody, we've had cases where people lost their hand uh, because of a malfunctioning machine, you know, a press of some sort on an um, industrial job site. Well, that press, yeah, it took off the, our client's hand, and now he doesn't have a hand, and he's you know, amputee, and he's never going to be able to work again. Um, but there should have been a stop uh, switch that, that was not uh, repaired or fixed uh, appropriately at the facility and it wasn't his employer. His employer contracted with a company whose sole job was to go and inspect these machines and make sure that certain safety protocols are properly working and, and certain um, parts are there to protect people from being injured. So in that case, we learned that this outside company that didn't provide the service they promised they would and didn't catch the defect that they were supposed to uh, catch, that resulted in our client losing his hand in the press. Well, guess what? Now we have a whole different case against the manufacturer, potentially against the company that failed to safely inspect and fix. You know, they owe a duty under the law. Our investigator, they determine who these companies are. Sometimes they're foreign entities. We got to sue them in you know, all sorts of fun jurisdictions and you know, skip all the legalese aside that the, the main crux is you got to look a little deeper, search a little deeper than just work comp and lawyers like ourselves, not to be self-serving, but that's what we specialize in. And if it's a big injury and it's going to be something that work comp's never going to be able to make you whole, you have to have to have to look a little bit further and see if there's a viable third party case. Um, I think this is really excellent, excellent advice. And, uh, you know, I would encourage anyone who themselves is injured on a, you know, at work and has a significant injury um, to reach out to an attorney who has experience both with work comp and third party liability claims. Uh, so every avenue can be investigated to the fullest degree. And it, unfortunately, you know, hey, look, it, you know, it may be a situation where, you know what, you're, you're going to be limited by in terms of a recovery by work comp, but it also may be a situation where you may have a potential uh, third party claim. So the only way to really make that determination is to have an experienced attorney um, do the digging for you, you know, really 
you know, make sure every possible avenue of recovery is explored to the fullest degree and, and can sort of make sure that every, every base is covered. So this is great advice. And I really hope that if someone listening to this, um, you know, is, is teetering on whether or not to investigate a third party claim, uh, we sort of inspire them to, to move forward. So thank you for, for joining me today. And uh, this was great. Thank you, John. Happy to help. It's very important. It's one of those things where there's nothing worse than uh, finding out, um, you know, after the fact that you had a viable third-party case that you were entitled under the laws, if you could prove it, you know, significant compensation. Your lawyer didn't do it. You didn't look into it. You didn't, you know, raise the the issue, and um, sadly lost out on a potential opportunity. Uh, of money that you may have needed for you and your family. So very, very important. And it's so broad. I mean, I can give probably 50 more examples. Um, but anytime you're hurt on the job, you know, number one thing, get an attorney and look at um, whether anybody else outside of your employer is at fault and potentially a lot of avenues can open up for you. Thank you for listening to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. I'm Jonathan Rosenfeld. If you or anyone you know would like more information on any of the topics on the podcast, please visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Please feel free to rate the show and leave a review. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.